Greetings, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Decision Hour. I'm Adam, and with me as always, Patty. Patty! Adam, how's it going? It's going fantastic. Thank you for asking. How are you? I am doing fabulous. Fabulous. I'm loving it. Listen, I'm excited. I am super excited because we have a very special guest uh, with us who has decided to finally bless us with her presence uh today she's been a long time it feels like long time friend i've only known her for a couple of years but it feels like a lifetime like you know years underwater um but no she's a great she's a united states air force veteran she's also a former community hero she was a cop for a while uh she is a influencer even though she probably won't say that to you but i'm gonna say it Uh, she is she's a huge influence uh to the veteran and and just the community as a whole um I'm honored to call her a friend, uh, Heather Dobson. Heather, how are you? Hi, I'm fantastic. Good. Thanks for uh, finally, you know, twisting my arm enough to get me as a guest on your show. Right. Yeah. And um, believe me, know, folks, actually, there was a lot of twisting. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was you know threats of physical violence. Well, um, <laughs> you can't. Yeah, so. <laughs> I believe it. That's why I'm here every week. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my God! This okay. All right, let's. You know what? Let's do this. Let's do this. All right. All right. So, yeah. I mean, you knew. Before you invited me, so. I didn't. I should have known better after saying something that you would take it far past the line. I already like her. Oh my God! You folks are in for a real treat with this one. Let me tell you. My God! But seriously, how you doing? Yeah, I'm I'm doing really well. Um, 2019, we're already at the the you know several months into 2019, which is crazy to me. Yeah. Um, I uh, have been incredibly uh, busy. Um, at some points, completely overwhelmed. Uh, but I've also had you know um, that sickness that it seems like everybody's gotten. You know, whatever the cold or the flu or bronchitis or whatever it is. And I had a death in my family last or earlier this month, and. It's just, you know, a whole bunch of stuff happening at once, yeah. uh, which, you know, I wrote about um, a couple of weeks ago that I thought like, God, I'm just behind on everything. And I'm like, I'm actually not behind on anything. This is just life. Yeah. Like, this is just life happening. And, and we have to keep that in mind. So, but, but that being said, I'm really good. Like work is going great. My business is going well. Um, my um, personal life is where it's always been, which is in uh, non-existence. Um, but, but that's fine. It's probably better there. Keeps me out of trouble. So, so let's back up a little bit. Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. So the quick version is, as Adam mentioned, I am an Air Force veteran. I was a munition system specialist. For those who know, know that means I was an ammo troop. Uh, And then I was a police officer for several years uh, in New Mexico, a small town called Portales, and then in Tucson, Arizona for many years. Um, I left law enforcement and moved into some other things, uh, legal or not legal. No, like uh, everything's above board for real. <laughs> I think, um, I know I need to check the statute of limitations on a couple of things before I talk about them. Um, but <laughs> I really got, got a into, wanted poster right here of Heather. Yeah, I want to show what's that all about. Yeah. Anyway, continue. Listen, please. I have a list. I have a list of all the non extradition treaty countries. Like I'm good. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, 
got into uh, real estate and not enjoying real estate at all. Like I hated being, I hated, I actually really, really hated being a realtor. Um, but I recognized that so many realtors were using software, or I'm sorry, paying for software that they weren't using because they didn't understand how to use it. And a lot of it was uh, relationship management software, transactional software, that if they understood how to use it, they could become more efficient and they could generate more money. So I contacted the three, at the time, the three largest software companies that were providing uh, this type of software to realtors. And I um, um, talked them into giving me free accounts so that I could teach myself how to use each one of these softwares. And then went to the top five producing agents in the office and said, hey, let me teach you how to use this software because you'll actually become more efficient. You'll be able to close more deals and generate more revenue for yourself. And then I'll just take a cut of each one of those commission checks that you get. And that's really literally how my business started uh, back in 2008, 2007, 2008. That's where I started. And then I, I said, you know, there's this thing called the internet and you could actually be marketing yourself on the internet. Forget about marketing the house or the property, but let's really talk about how you market yourself in the digital age. Because I'll tell you one thing, it ain't putting your picture on the shopping cart at the grocery store. Like that shit is not going to get you clients anymore. And so that's, that's where, <laughs> that's where I started. That's, um, OG, like building personal brand with internet marketing, all, all of that kind of stuff. And, um, I eventually went to work for an international real estate development company where I was their business development person. Primarily I was looking for investors, right? but I was doing all the marketing online. We had a MySpace page for that company. Like that's how far back I go using social for business is we had a wow. MySpace page. So when I say I'm OG in using social, <laughs> I fucking mean it. Like, I did mean you it. guys have music on your page? <laughs> of course Remember? we did. Yeah. yeah, of course. Like, you know, like I had the top eight and all that kind of stuff. But, but really le legitimately that was, I mean, before, before the company even had a website, I, I built a MySpace page for it. So yeah. I really miss MySpace sometimes. <laughs> Oh, remember wow. how you could like move around who your top eight and your top mm -hmm. 16 were and then people would get so hurt if they weren't in your top eight and you're like, i'm gonna i'm mad that. at her she's going down the list <laughs> yeah yeah um and then about um i, I was still working for that real estate development company and and about nine years ago is when i was encouraged to start my own business because of the knowledge i had developed around how all this stuff works and uh, I actually quit that job and they became, that real estate company became my first client. And um, it's just grown from there. So fast forward through having my own digital agency and working at some, some really amazing companies. I currently work at GoDaddy. I've been at GoDaddy not quite three years. And uh, my title is community manager, I'm sorry, community builder, which is completely different than community manager. And really what I was hired to do was just kind of be an evangelist for the brand, but I don't talk about GoDaddy. I don't talk about GoDaddy products other than to say like, 
yeah, we have a solution for that or we have a product for that for the question that you're asking me. But I travel and speak um, at a lot of different types of events. And I speak about entrepreneurship, about digital marketing as a whole, about social media marketing, uh, about building communities, like all of that kind of stuff. So I'm not out there pitching GoDaddy products. I'm actually talking to small business owners or people who potentially want to start a business or a side hustle. And then also talking to those agencies that are serving small businesses. So, uh, and, and I do a bunch of other stuff at GoDaddy too, but, but that's the, the, the bulk of it. So who are the, what are the type of clients that you try to reach or who, who comes to you for services? For me, pers- to me personally, Um, yeah, so, so I really, this over the course of, of several years has been really a a learning, uh, it's, I've always been learning along the way, right? There was a time where I would take on almost anybody as a client because you're hungry, right? You're like, I mean, sometimes literally hungry, (laughs) like I need to eat some food. So I'm going to take on this client, even if I don't necessarily agree with what they're doing or have any care about what they're doing. What I realized a few years ago, I was really unhappy. I was, I was burnt out. I said, I hate social media. I hate marketing. I'm just going to stop. I'm just going to stop. I'm going to quit and I'm going to go train dogs because dogs are better than people anyway. Um, but what I realized, (laughs) what I realized is that I was just taking on the wrong type of clients. And so I only take on clients now who I have an interest in what they're doing, the services they're pr- providing, the products they're producing, um, the the change that they want to make in the world, because I work with, with a lot of nonprofits. And what that has evolved into has really been me working with a lot of people who are in our military uh, service family, so veterans, uh, military spouses. Um, and then it, it ends up being, uh, there's a lot of women in there too. Um, because as a female veteran and a female, a former law enforcement officer who's also a woman, there's like this just completely different perspective about certain things. So there's no one particular type of industry or vertical, I should say, but I'm only taking on clients who I have an interest in what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I love that. I actually am thinking I'm going to have to get a hold of you after the show. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> yeah. And when you were talking, I, I was not in the military. My spouse was, but I was a police reservist for a while, which is still not the same as a regular police officer. But I think we have a lot in common. And then just some of the funny jokes that you've poked at Adam, I think we'll get along great. <laughs> I don't like this. See, Adam just said, I don't like this. Yeah, That's all Adam the time doesn't... we have today, folks. We're going to end this show early today. <laughs> No, I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So it sounds like you've, I mean, you've done a lot. You've accomplished a lot with yourself. I, I really admire that. And especially for a woman, um, even today in, in the 2000s, you know, we're here in 2019. Um, it's still a little bit difficult for women to break through in businesses. And um, so I really admire the fact that you're, you're doing all that you are doing. I, I yeah, think the, the the one thing with Heather I'll say is like you know over the course of the couple several years that I've known her and I've seen her speak I don't know probably a half a dozen times at different events uh, and and whatnot and she she is so direct on it and some people like it, that surprises some people and for a lot of people and she gets she gets such a it's 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 like it's it's funny to kind of watch really because she's the way she presents she's so direct like she's not 
like it's no BS, no this, no that. Like she is just, re- I call it real. She is just, is she's as real as it comes. And like some people are like, oh shit, you know, like I can't believe. But afterwards, like she she gets bombarded with people that come up and like, all right, I need to go talk to her. She knows what she's doing. And it's, it's, it's really cool to watch because I've seen her like from a couple of years ago to even, you know, last year and, and whatnot and just how different style and everything like that. And she, she knows her stuff. Like it, it's fun watching her because she's funny when she presents and she's like, when I say she's no BS, like she's not afraid to drop a four letter word and people just be like, <laughs> like looking around like, did they, she really just say that you're damn right. I did. And I mean it just like this. No shit. You're like, like, you know, really? I appreciate you know? that though, because I think I know, and a lot of people understand your time is very precious. Like to me, my time is really precious and I'd rather have somebody just be blunt and quite forward. And here's what you need to do. This is what's going on instead of just beating around the bush and wasting my time. Yeah. I mean, plus I think, I don't know how old you are, Heather, but I think we're probably around the same age where there's a point in your life for me. I, after I was 30, after I was 30. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> that, um, that I'm like, I don't have time to, um, to waste. I just want, you know. Yeah. So that's, that's one of the, the, the tenets of, or the values of, for, for, that I have for myself along with my business. Right. And I have always marketed myself as the person who's going to provide the tough love to get you to the solutions that you're looking for. Mm-hmm. And that's a great fit for some people. It's not a great fit for, for everybody. And that's okay. And I think that that's something that people really overlook when they're, if they do own a business or they have a side hustle or whatever, that they're trying to please everybody when really you need to find who it is that you should be working with. And for me, working with people who understand my style and I tell people up front, potential clients, friends, whatever, like, listen, I am direct. I want you to know that the more direct I am, it's the more, it's because I'm so passionate about this, either helping you or so incredibly pissed off that you've been getting taken advantage of for years. And that's, that's like, that's a real sore spot for me is watching small businesses being taken advantage of by quote, social media experts and quote, SEO experts and website developers and all this kind of stuff when the small business doesn't even really understand what SEO or the tenets of, of web, website design. So I, um, I just, I like, let's just get shit done. Like, let's get it done. Let's understand what your goals are and let's get it done. And let's not have these super sensitive conversations, not like, you know, kumbaya, like I don't have kumbaya in me at all. Um, and then to address Adam's, uh, comments about, you know, how I present myself on stage, you know, um, I think every single time I've been on stage, I've used a four letter word at least once depending on the audience. Right. And I know how to read an audience and I know, um, also to me, it's important that I am the same person on stage as I am off stage as I am to my friends, as I am, you know, in a video, whatever, like across the board, 
what you see is is what you get no matter what what the circumstance is and i'll tell you that so at the last military influencer conference that was in orlando um after my session which by the way turned into patty i don't know if you were there but that session at the end of it turned into this like whole women's empowerment thing of like it's okay for women to cuss and it's okay for people like i'm serious like it was the coolest thing it was amazing what happened well then i was walking through the uh the 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 area with the vendors and all that stuff and a guy came up behind me and physically grabbed my arm which he probably shouldn't have done but physically grabbed my arm and he's like oh my gosh i have to talk to you he said, I just have to tell you that I loved your presentation. He said, it blows my mind that you cuss on stage. And he's like, but it's like a pow to the face and it gets you to pay attention. And he said, from the second you did that, then you have like my full attention. This is at a military influencer conference, right? Like that's the appropriate time. Cause I was dropping F-bombs for sure there. That's the appropriate time to yeah. do that, right? There's other times that it's not appropriate. The funny thing about that guy is that like we had a great conversation and I know who he is and I'm familiar with his company and we had um, people in common. Um, I was at SHOT Show in January and uh, it's a shooting hunting outdoor trade show that's in uh, Las Vegas every year, which is very law enforcement, military, it's very gun heavy. Um, uh, and I, I was invited to this tiny little reception and I walk in and I'm looking for the one person who I know there. And that guy from Military Influencer Conference like popped up in front of me, like, like, boing, just popped up. And he's like, oh my God, do you remember me? <laughs> I'm like, yes, I do. Absolutely. And it was true. I did remember him. And then he proceeded to tell all of his coworkers about my session at um, MIC and all of that kind of stuff. The important thing to me was, is that while he said, you know, she dropped the F-bomb right away and that got my attention. He remembered my session. Like he was able to convey the message of my session because I don't ever want my, my stupid sense of humor or my foul mouth to overshadow the message that I'm working to deliver while I'm there. I want people to walk away with value. Let me ask you something, Heather. You doing what you do in, in the online realm, what would you say is the hardest thing to get people to do with a client? Oh, the, the hardest thing to get people to do is to take any kind of action to execute because the human condition is such for most people, this is a very general statement, that people want to conduct research and they want to gather all their information and they want to make the biggest mistake of all and that is to wait until the time is right. And I don't even know what that means wait until the time is right. There is no, I'll tell you when the time is right, right fucking now. That's when the time is right. You can, you can bleep it if you want to. No, okay. uh -uh. <laughs> come on. Well, I love actually there's a poster behind you and mm -hmm. it says the whole future lies in uncertainty live immediately. So yeah. I love that. It just goes with your message. You. I, I, that, I, um, go ahead. Heather. That is, um, actually, live immediately is also tattooed on my arm. Yeah. Um, that is uh, a quote by the Stoic philosopher Seneca, um, which is I really live my life by that. Like live immediately. You can still have a plan, and you can still, you know, all that kind of stuff. But man, just live. I love that. <laughs> I forgot what I was going to ask now. 
I'm always That's telling funny. Adam, I'm like, yellow. <laughs> like my, my daughter, she's, uh, my youngest is 19 and she, has, she was on spring break with her friend and she messaged me and she's like, should we go parasailing? I'm scared. And I'm like, yes, you only live once. Do it right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, now you can, you know, I mean, I think Seneca was the original YOLO yeah. <laughs> person, um, but, but his book is, um, his book is phenomenal. The book that this, this quote came from. So, um, it's, uh, some, it's a book that I recommend to a, a lot of people. Um, and it's just something I live my life by. Adam, did you remember your question? Yes. <clears throat> well, I remember, I remember one of them. Uh, first up, how for the listeners that are listening to you right now and and want to either follow you or get in touch with you, how can they get in touch with you? So I'm pretty easy to find. Um, my name is my brand for my company and everything across the board. Uh, so on Twitter, Heather Dobson, D-O-P as in Paul, S-O-N, the same on um, Instagram and LinkedIn. Um, my Facebook page is the Heather Dobson, uh, is my page. And then my profile is H Dobson. Um, so I'm pretty easy to, to track down, um, you know, fully stalkable, um, as I, as I put it, uh, which was a whole transition away from, you know, living my life very, very privately from being in law enforcement to like, Hey, I'm just going to share my life with the world. My other question that I have, I actually got two more for you. The other one is for people that are wanting to be like influencers or, you know, be big on on social media and whatnot. What is just one tip that you can give them to help kind of grow their their brand or their awareness or become an influencer on social media? Right. Well, you, you already alluded to my sensitivity to the word influencer anyway. But the one tip that I would give is seek to make an impact, not to influence. I love that so much. Yes. Yeah. That's the, um, yeah. Yep. No, go ahead. One tip. No, no, I'm saying that's the, (laughs) that's the main thing. That's the difference between somebody who is really being authentic and, (laughs) <laughs> somebody who's really being authentic and, and really truly wants to accomplish something as opposed to somebody who's seeking attention. Absolutely. Say, say it one more time. What you seek just... to make, seek to make an impact, not to make an, not to influence. Got it. Wanted to make sure I wrote that down correctly. <laughs> I know I'm going to tape it to my computer. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, Patty, do you have anything? Any questions? No, I mean, I think that, Heather, you're just phenomenal. Um, A lot of times I have a million questions, but you pretty much answered all of my questions that I have. Um, I do want to know where people can find you. You said that your name is your brand, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So, so, so across, I'm on all the, all the socials. I mean, all the ones that are relevant, like don't look for me on TikTok, TikTok or Snapchat. Um, um, (laughs) but uh, Facebook, like Facebook Messenger, Twitter, um, if you have a direct question, like, you know, feel free to send me a DM across any of the, the platforms. LinkedIn is a great place to connect with me. Um, but if people send a connection request and we don't, uh, you know, send a note with it that, that, that says something yeah, about yourself, right? Yeah. Or, 
or, or ha- like how we met. I mean, I do because I do have the I'm very fortunate to be able to, to travel and speak. I meet a lot of people. And so it always helps me. It, it, you should do this just as a general practice anyway, that if you're sending a connection request to somebody that you don't know personally, you should say, hey, I met you at or I was that goofy guy wearing the shirt with the star on it. Just <laughs> That's called a callback, even though that was before the show wow. started. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Adam is our star for all you listeners out there. Uh, Heather, you're on a show called The Decision Hour. And one of the questions that we ask all of our guests is name a time in your life where your feet were on the line and you had to make that decision. Now, it could be anything, whether it's joining the military, getting out of the military, being a cop, what, what have you. But what was that decision that you made and what was the atmosphere like at that time? This is a tough question because just throughout our lives, we, we're all making decisions. Some of them are small that have a big impact. Some of them are big that we think are going to have a big impact and they don't. But there is something that a situation that I think about quite often um, and how if I'd made a different decision, the outcome would have been significantly different. And that is an, uh, an incident when I was a, a cop in Tucson. Uh, I worked a night shift and I was dispatched to a call. It was a welfare check call. Uh, A woman who lived out of state was concerned because she hadn't heard from her elderly mother and she hadn't been able to get in touch with her. She called, no answer, just was really concerned about her. And um, earlier, probably three or four hours before I received the call, two other police officers were dispatched to that house and actually made contact with the woman. They went and knocked on the door. The woman, the elderly woman answered the door. They determined that she was okay and they left. And uh, they said, you know, call your daughter or your daughter's trying to call you or something like that. They left. A few hours go by. Of course, that report gets back to the daughter. A few hours go by. The daughter says, calls the police department back and says, I still can't get a hold of my mom. She's not answering the phone. She like, I don't know, like, I don't know what's going on, but something is not right. Like she had that, like something is not right. So I got dispatched um, over there again, uh, or, you know, after later in the day, because those previous officers had been on a previous shift and were gone already. Um, so I go over there by myself. Um, and the woman answers the door and she is an elderly woman. It's nighttime. It's about 2 a.m. It's in the winter, which is not super cold, but we're like, you know, I'm in my jacket. Like I remember so clearly every aspect of this. The woman o- opens the door, but she doesn't open the door all the way. And she's uh, in her 80s and she's dressed in a nightgown and only a nightgown, not a robe or anything. Um, and she only opens the door part way. She won't open it all the way. And instantaneously, I felt something was off. And so I start talking to her, and she's having severe challenges talking to me. I learned later that she had a speech impediment because she'd had uh, part of her tongue removed because of, of cancer. Mm-hmm. So she was really difficult to understand. But something was not right. Like every instinct I had was that something was not right. So I'm standing there talking to her and, but she was saying to me, I'm okay. I'm okay. 
everything's good. I'm like, well, your daughter is worried about you. You need to call her. And And she said, yes, I know. And I'm just standing there looking at her and making like staring her right in the eyes. And she says to me, he's in the bathroom. Oh, you just gave me chills. Mm-hmm. Imagine me standing on that porch by myself, having no idea what was going on other than this woman had been out of contact for like a, at least a full day. And then she says to me, he's in the bathroom. And it took me a second to understand what she was saying because of her speech impediment. And I go, okay. And I just immediately pull her outside close the door, put her in my car, and I call for backup. So what it turns out is that it was her son had been holding her hostage for approximately 24 hours at knife point. She had been sitting in her chair, her recliner. He would not let her get up to go to the bathroom. He would not let her have contact with anybody. He was not giving her food. He was not giving her medication. None of that stuff. And so when those officers stopped by earlier, I can't make any judgment call on, on why they, why they did what they did. But at that point, you know, she had said to them, I'm okay. And they said, okay, call your daughter. Like they'd made physical contact, right? Which is really what we do as a police officers, you make physical contact. Um, but when I got there, he had told her to answer the door and he threatened her, but he went to go hide in the bathroom. And, um, he, we had, he actually barricaded himself in the house and we had to have SWAT come and, you know, extricate him from the house and and all of that. Um, so the good news is, is that he was arrested. She was safe. Um, we got her the medical treatment that she needed. Now, fast forward a, a couple of months and I had to go testify at the trial. And um, that woman, the victim, and her daughter, her adult daughter, were um, sitting in in the hallway and just completely broke down in tears the second that they saw me walk in. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's that's a really powerful, um, it's a really powerful moment in my life that that I think about often because I had a decision to make there. I made contact with her. And she, by appearance wise, she looked fine. Right. But there was something that was telling me something was not right. And I've always been taught to trust my instincts and to go with my instincts. And when I have the moment where I'm doubting my instincts, I think back to that incident. And that drives me that you're like, trust your gut, man. Um, Trusting my gut on that night potentially saved her life. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I, you know, out of the years I've known you, that's the first time I've heard that story. That's, yep. I wow. don't talk about it a no, lot. No, <laughs> I could see why not, too. Wow. Well, thank you for sharing that with us and our listeners. That's, yeah, that was that's, powerful. That was very, very powerful. Jesus, wow, God. And on that note, <laughs> mm-hmm. Patty, do you got, do you got anything? We gotta, we're up on not time. Yet. We got to end it right there. But uh, you got yeah. anything before we go? I mean, no, just, I mean, like what Heather was saying, I think all of us maybe should trust our gut a little bit more. Yeah. I I like it. Heather, I can't thank you enough for finally come, finally coming onto the show. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Little jabs right there. Just little ones. Um, (laughs) But uh, in all seriousness, thank you for, for coming on the show. Um, 
Is there anything uh, people can expect seeing from you? Do you got anything coming up that you want to announce? Uh, anything <laughs> going on? Anything new coming on or anything like that? Uh, <laughs> So I do have some speaking engagements coming up. I'm just going to give a quick list of cities that I'm going to be in um, in the next uh, couple of months. So I'll be in St. Louis, Kansas City, Chicago, Austin. Those are those where I'll be in the next couple of months. Right. So if you're in any of those cities and you want to, you know, have some tacos because, you know, I am a taco aficionado. Also, I can't believe we didn't talk about that. But um, <clears throat> Additionally, um, I am working on a podcast, as you know, Adam. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Go on. So I have this podcast that I've done one episode for and was not, um, I wasn't pleased with, with, I wasn't pleased with the episode. She, Adam and other people picky. who have listened to it have been, you know, supportive of the podcast. But um, I am picking the podcast back up and I'll just explain the premise the title of the podcast is Unvarnished Honesty. Um, there is a, an Instagram uh, account and a Facebook page. Both are Unvarnished Honesty. And really what I'm doing is having uh, very open and direct and honest conversations with people across the board. And um, it started out as an idea of talking to people about what was that moment that they made a decision that changed the tra- trajectory of their life. Sometimes good, sometimes bad. Like I have uh, some recovering, uh, uh, specifically I have a recovering addict uh, lined up who now has a successful business. Um, And just really having conversations with people about real, true shit that happens in our lives and just being completely open and honest about all that stuff. Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you again, Heather. and make sure everybody will check that out because you will be able to find that on Heroes Media Group uh, uh, as well. Patty, anything? No? Thank you. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Appreciate you. Folks, that's all the time that we have. Heather, thank you again for coming on to the show. But before we let you go, we got to give a huge shout-out to our home uh, network, Heroes Media Group. Go over there, check out all the great shows. You might even find Heather's episode over there on Heroes Media Group. (laughs) www.heroesmediagroup.com. For Patty, I'm Adam. You've been listening to The Decision Hour.